0: Hello, welcome to another Monday morning. It must be Monday morning because this is another episode of the Solution Focused Toolkit. You're probably in the people business, social care, youth work, uh, social work, anything like that where you are dealing with people, then um, i love to do these podcasts on a Monday morning just to remind you that you've got the greatest job in the world. And we are going to look at the world through a solution focused lens, taking apart The solution-focused brief therapy model, and looking at the individual tools and how you can use those in your day-to-day working life, because solution-focused work and the solution-focused approach will work anywhere. And um, as we've moved forward, what where we found ourselves? um, I've got so much I want to talk about, as I said last week. But um, yeah, so as you know, we do not train uh, therapists; we train. The solution focused approach we take we take it apart we break it down into into its component parts and we try and fit it back into your working life because as we know from experience having done most of the jobs myself of what you do the solution focused approach does not copy and paste into any kind of working environment there are many many changes and if you want to think about what those changes are, then you can go back a few episodes. I think we did kind of episode three, we were talking about some of the things that you need to talk about that are very, very different. So let's look at some of the common questions, both from a therapeutic point of view and from a working point of view. And these questions starting to come in from you as we start to get some episodes and some momentum. So that's why I wanted to take a break from our ongoing kind of series and talk about some of the questions that you're coming up with. One of them was about kind of assessment of clients and, of course, you might call a, a treatment plan. That is how you may be obliged to work out how you plan to work with this client. Now, this is a really interesting question because, of course, we don't train therapists. I've worked in a therapeutic environment for decades and of course that's why i'm so passionate about the fact that we are talking to you as kind of social workers etc so let's deal with it from a therapeutic point of view okay assessments may be uh, a kind of legal obligation for you and they may be something you have to do if that's the case rally again rally against it because i don't i don't think it works in a solution focused environment the assessment model however there are basic things that need to be noted and written down so I would say this in a in a therapeutic way certainly make it quite clear to your client what you're doing and that these notes are kind of essential for the service okay and um, this is very very different to any notes that you will take during sessions as I've said in the past when we did therapeutic sessions I would say you know you'll see me taking notes um, as we speak These are just to remind me and help me clear my thoughts later or afterwards. So um, if you ever want to see the notes, you only have to ask and I'll I'll give you a copy. I'll let you see them. The client knew there was a distinction there between those two, between kind of um, name, address, who you've seen before, all those kinds of things. That's very, very different to what we do when we talk therapeutically. So I used to say, you know, can we just? I've got to take care of the admin before we start chatting. But we've already broken the ice. We've already had a cup of tea, um, and it's clear that this has got nothing to do with what we're there to uh, talk about. Now then, from a um, a working perspective, if I was to take that same kind of question again, I remember as being a being a key worker, I would um, have to keep quite kind of copious notes on the progress of my particular key child or key person and um, again it's it, it's a lot easier to approach this question as a key worker or social worker etc because you're not demanded um, to actually note progress on a particular problem uh, you'll know from last week you are not demanded to solve any problems and certainly not demanded to look for any problems so you are, if you do anything like I used to do in residential work and that kind of thing, we used to have what we call C-sheets, continuation sheets, I'm sure a lot of you do, where you were basically reporting facts, what was going on in this young person's life. So two different answers from two different uh, perspectives. And I think it's an easy answer if you're one of our key clients, i.e. you as a social worker, etc. cetera, it's an easier answer to say, that in terms of assessment and stuff, you are not in the role of a therapist anyway, so usually that's uh, easy to solve. The next one is um, people not... Yeah, no, I was going to say not criticising. They are (laughs) criticising. People say, well, I've heard about this solution-focused thing, and it's all well and good just looking on the bright side and trying to be positive, but sometimes you've got to just face reality. And... um, You've got to talk through the problem with your client and they want to keep talking about the problem. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. So it's an interesting point. Uh, So again, I I will talk about this from a a therapist point of view, okay? Having worked in a therapeutic kind of um, framework. So let's say the client wants to keep talking about the problem. Okay, first of in therapeutic work, of course we don't need a problem of course we don't need to know what the problem is but of course the client wants to tell you and sometimes they do want to tell you and tell you and tell you so in a therapeutic setting what you will find is that the client deserves the the time you know uh, some people misunderstand the solution focused approach think we're going to totally ignore any of the negative stuff that's that's come up but it's more about where we look and where we start to pick out the positives so let's imagine sometimes you're talking to a friend aren't you and or or anybody really and you might be having a good moan about something and they seem to just keep they seem to just keep changing the subject and oh and talking about something oh it's not stopped raining oh well thank god it's been really hot and the flowers need it you know that kind of thing so you start. It's almost as if they train you, and you and you almost kind of mentally go, "Oh, I'm going nowhere here with this negative thing." And they they become the kind of person you just don't go to with negative issues. Now, it doesn't really work that way in what we do. But just staying on this therapeutic framework, it's about where you focus your attention when the client is talking to you so i can't go through it all now because we've got so many tools and so many tools in the training Uh, so i won't go through it in detail but using reframes to feed back to the client so you're not kind of turning it on its head they're telling you how depressed they've been and you're just reframing it and giving it back to them and saying, oh you you know you've been feeling low then recently you know and so you are reframing either the situation or the words that you use. So you can, um, you can go back into some of our training sessions and you can see how these tools actually work. Uh, another one uh, is perhaps, again, is about feedback and how you respond using ears, you know, which is eliciting uh, parts of the conversation that you like the sound of amplifying them and then repeating them back to the client and you can do this kind of over and over again well you said tuesday was better well that's amazing i mean you know one week out, one day out of seven in a week and it's really really good and when you consider the weekend that's amazing you know so you are amplifying those really really good points um back to them another word another tactic that can be used if you like to call them tactics is what's not worse, you know, what hasn't got worse Um, and seeking out kind of their strengths and courage and stuff like that and normalising the problem, you know, sometimes just to say that it's not a linear journey, sometimes trying to make changes is, is a kind of two steps forward, one step back. Now, if you take those out of a therapy room and into your client group, again, they still apply. Um, you're a professional. You're a youth worker. You work in a youth club with young people. You're a professional just as much. And therefore, thinking hard about the way that you react and talk back to your clients is important. And yes, reframing situations, using ears to amplify, uh, talking about what not got worse. So those tactics and the normalising and all those kinds of things, those tactics still apply. Um they still apply with uh, any kind of uh, client group. It makes no difference. They still apply when talking to your mum. You know, solution-focused work is an attitude. It's a way of um, of dealing and working and, and, and being more positive with people. So I hope that gives an answer from both perspectives on that one. I've got one more I want to talk about, uh, if I can find... Okay, I'm not going to do that one because it's probably worth a complete and utter uh, podcast on its own. Yeah, so let's talk about, um, someone was asking about what I called the intervention break within our training. That is, um, from a therapeutic point of view or family therapy point of view, what we used to do was we would talk as long as it took, until we got to a point where I might want to kind of reconcile my thoughts. It's called the intervention break, and we just agree to maybe have a cup of tea, put the kettle on, drop everything, go away, and have a little think, and I would maybe go and look at my notes, etc. And people often say, you know, um, does that work? And certainly, how does it go in a working environment? Okay, therapeutically absolutely works yes therapeutically it's a great uh, point uh, to stop during a session it's a great way of kind of ending a section it's a great way of feeling like progress has been made and if you've heard the story i told uh, in one of the earlier podcasts about the young guy kind of at the youth club it was also a point at which i decided i never wanted to do this job again <laughs> you know just going into that intervention break and i was thinking oh you know, the pain. I I hate this pain. And uh, if you'd not heard the story, I went back in there and just, I I just decided to stick with solution focused therapy. I didn't have anything else. I just wanted to help this kid. And it it worked out amazingly. Without that intervention break to clear my thoughts, to pull myself away, even in those early stages of solution focused therapy as a worker, I don't know what I would have done. Um, So that Intervention break is is miraculous for just clarifying your thoughts. Remember, you are not there to go away and work out what's wrong with these people. You're just there to clarify your thoughts and see where the conversation went and if there's anything else you want to go back and discuss. Now, that's all well and good in a therapeutic session. You know, why don't we take a break there? I think we've had a really good chat and I think we've made a lot of progress. Why don't we have a break? Let's get the kettle on. Let's have a cup of tea. I'll leave you guys to have a chat, etc., etc. And that works really well. But what about a working environment? In a working environment, that may well that break may not be entirely available unless a particular chat or conversation gets really really quite intense and even if it does get quite intense and becomes quite kind of long it's still oh let's have a cup of tea you know i think of my time in residential care with teenagers and stuff you know let's get the kettle on and you would often there would be ways of diffusing i worked in family style homes where there might be four or five teenagers who were unrelated and there were all the dynamics of that and let's put the kettle on and have a nice cup of tea let's all relax and you would change the dynamic so if a conversation started to slip in another direction then you could use that quite openly to sort of say okay let's let's have a little break and we'll come back and have a chat or maybe we should have a chat after lunch maybe when there's different people around all those kinds of things so in a working environment and this is what I think is crucial there are many advantages to you as a working environment as opposed to a therapeutic uh, environment but there are also disadvantages and our training hopes to help you see the differences but certainly when you start to get into kind of intense conversations that have been instigated by a client then this intervention break I promise you you will find immensely useful so do use it and do take it if it comes a point when you're in a, a care home, you're a social worker, any of that, when a conversation reaches a point where you might want to clarify your thoughts, I would wholeheartedly say to you, take that opportunity, say to the client, okay, I think we've made, we're have made we getting somewhere in a way. I feel, I feel really good about what we've talked about. I just want to go and grab a cup of tea now and have two or three minutes outside or whatever and let's have a chat later and you have a think about it, that kind of thing. So you have to be um, a lot more natural in the way you work from a solution-focused point of view. Okay, there are some of the questions that starting to come into the podcast. I love getting them, so please add them into kind of the comments and stuff. I love getting the questions. Having said that, this kind of format, I probably um, would not be um, probably doing again. I think it might be a great idea to just pose a question from you and maybe we'll answer it at the end of each podcast. And it's a great way of kind of being able to respond to so many uh, questions and comments from from you guys as an audience. Don't forget to get the PDF, um, the PDF sheets straight to the email inbox. We call them desk droppers. They are really useful little chunks of information for you as a solution-focused team um just click around this podcast somewhere i'll go to the website and sign up and you will get those delivered i think they will land with you kind of once a week We're looking at expanding those and putting some exercises in and stuff like that so we'd love you to do that and thanks for being there this has been the solution focused toolkit my name is michael dawson from the action factory and we're here every monday morning Looking at life through a solution-focused lens. Have a fantastic week and we'll be back next Monday. See you soon.